Welcome in to hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You know, we had to let that ride a little bit, vibing out. Feels good, right, for a Wednesday. We're getting it in. Listen, we're going to get into the second hour. We have Trent the Artist with us, our Keep It Real friend. We're going to talk about Byron Allen and his new bid for BET. He is trying to take advantage of a situation, a new announcement, which I'm pretty sure he might have had a clue about that was coming a little bit, that there are talks right now of Paramount, which is the parent company of BET. They also own VH1. You know, they're formerly Viacom, Comedy Central, a couple of other networks. And Warner Brothers Discovery, that's where HBO Max is, that's where HBO is, that is where Discovery and those shows are housed. They're talking about merging into one company. That means that Max and, um, what is the streamer? Like, all the Paramount streamers, Paramount Plus, BET Plus, in theory, would come together under one thing. But not if they went ahead with what the previous plan was and sold BET. And Byron Allen, you know, he already has the Grio network. We know he owns the Grio website, the Weather Channel, a couple of other things. Acquired some, at least, of his cable channels through the initiative, the diversity initiative that was done by Charter Communications, the cable um, network, to open up their networks to more minority leadership well mm-hmm. minority ownership mm-hmm. so we're going to get into that plus more stories let's get into some of these chat comments Mackie Samuel says could we consider co-op um, cooperative or is that co-op yeah cooperative business mm-hmm. models where employees and a number of people own businesses like BET one person ownership is kind of like plantation economics I mean it makes sense if you could you know get enough people to buy in and have ownership and sort of pieces of it and you come together under a collective but someone would still have to lead it organize it there would have to be efforts for things to come together so who is that individual and how is how are they going to go about procuring the talent to come on board with that i would love to see it happens i think that that's what what some of these streamers are trying to do like when you think of the all black network when you think of fubu has their own streamer Obviously, we've talked about Tubi and some of the things that they're doing, even though their ownership is primarily Fox at this point. But mm-hmm. there's still models in that manner. Um, Candy says, why not just move to China so you can live your communist winter? What, Candy? That is not what that is about. And I think you mean socialism, actually. I think that is what you were referring to, because that is more group economics and group cohesiveness. Um, but... Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you'll explain further in the chat. Of course, Kendi is going to explain in the chat. <laughs> what do you mean? Mackie also says, BET initially represented an image for black Americans, but initial owner Bob Johnson said it was for him and his family. That seems somewhat plantation-like, in my opinion. I can certainly understand that perspective. BET, at the time when it came out, it was the one and only. So obviously, it represent, it what it meant as far as representation in the general scope of things, 
it took on a life of its own. I think that in the later years, that is one of the problems that happened to BET is that they tried to be everything to everyone. They wanted to talk to the kids and teens and be a positive influence. They I wanted to dabble. Summer. And I talk about this all the yes, time. Yes, you do. I say this all the time. Everyone always says, I love Teen Summit. I watched it all the time. I never missed it. Ratings did not reflect as such. And that's the cold hard facts, right? I think sometimes we like the appearance of positivity and good things, but we don't always show up for it in the same way. I can definitely attest to that. That is, that is a fact. Andy? To that point. Dent Teen Summit, if I remember correctly, come on like Saturday morning? It did. Mm -hmm. It did. And at the time, it fit the programming because you had things like NBA Inside stuff. It came on like around 10 or 11 o'clock after Soul Train. It started in the 90s. It started in the 90s. I think it was just a lot of competition at that time period. Though. I don't think it was, though, especially for black teens. Black teens. We're probably watching cartoons. Maybe. We're probably watching NBA inside stuff. Right. I'm just saying. I was a teenager during that time period, too. So I'm just saying there was a lot of other stuff. I just I'm just thinking if maybe that teen summit came on during the weekday in the afternoon, per se. You know what I'm saying? Right? Ratings might have been different. But that's what 106 and Park was for. Well, this was before that. When we come forward, I have a response to both of those things and something else to throw into the ring. Oh. And we'll get into more YouTube comments. You were wow. locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we're talking ownership, black ownership. Byron Allen has put in a new bid for BET Networks for $3.5 billion. I'm going to be honest. He has the funds, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it in his hands. I don't think anyone knows how they feel about Byron Allen and, and, and anything that he does. I just, he's an interesting man. He has made some amazing moves as far as business goes. I've listened to some interviews with him and his strategy and approach is different. Some people might disagree with some of the ways and strategies that he's utilized. But like, in my mind, I like him. Like, he might. I certainly respect him. Yeah, totally. Like, I in, in my mind, like, you have a conversation with him. Aside from the lights, camera, action at two in the morning that he's got on his set on all those TV shows, and he's like a decent guy, and you buy into what he's selling. So we'll see. Thomas Outlaw says, "So should we be afraid of Cedars World premiering on the Weather Channel?" <laughs> Making a joke. So funny thing about those old shows like Cedars World, Hits from the Streets. People forget about Hits from the Streets. That was and so he, groundbreaking. Here's the thing: he was iconic. He was way ahead of the game yes, in the social media thing and the jokes What's and the way they presented. His name is Al Shearer or something like Al that. Yeah, Shearer. Al Shearer. Yeah, he Most is hilarious. He is, but you know. I feel like Al is someone that should have been bigger currently. And I think there's a lot of reasons why that may not have happened. But do you know why you never see BET just had its 40th anniversary not too long ago? Do you know why you never see footage from Cedar's World or yeah. from Hits from the Streets? Yeah, I do. Because I told you. No, I'm just did like, you? I did. Why? You tell me. It's because they don't want to save all that stuff, right? They did not save the archival footage. They didn't archive it. It was live show, so most of that footage is not archived. There's allegedly some of it that was in D.C. in one of the buildings that was put away, but I do not believe that 
it was usable or still intact and that it is that they did not you know archive that footage because if they had there's no reason in the world we wouldn't have seen some of that footage there are classic performances from video soul caribbean rhythms they used to have the um what was the movie show with madeline woods and um, i remember that one and so there was a lot of programming. I saw someone mention how BET started with videos only. So did MTV, you know, and then they evolved that programming. BET actually was syndicating some programming earlier with, you know, some things. I remember there's this show that came out and it was brief. Um, so we all have heard of Nipsey Hussle, right? Nipsey got his name from a comedian named Nipsey Russell, who obviously played the Tin Man in The Wiz. And he had a show called Nipsey Russell's Juvenile Jury, where he had kids on there and they would give their opinions on stuff. Kind of was a black version of Arc Link Letters, Kids Say the Darndest Things, which used to come on CBS back in the day, way back in the day. Um, I wanted to be on that show. So um, there were, you know, programming evolutions. They evolved much like others, but I think one of the things that they became hampered with was trying to be because... They were the only one trying to be everything to everybody. And, you know, we can we convolute a lot of things. We party and hang out with the heathens Saturday night and we are at church front row ready to get it started Sunday morning. So BET was the same way. You had BET uncut in later years. You always had Bobby Jones, the gospel on Sunday mornings, you know, and later mm -hmm. um, the other show that I'm blanking. I worked on this show. Why can't I? Think of the name of it. The competition show with Kirk Franklin, the mm -hmm. gospel. I can't think of the name of it at that the time. One. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there were arabesque films. BET tried films back in the late 90s, early 2000s, d derived from book properties and things of that nature. So I think sometimes just because we are unaware doesn't mean that it wasn't thought about, attempted, and just maybe at that time didn't succeed. Um, there's more commentary. Pretty Brown Mimi mentioned that she is upset that Sheila Johnson's name is always left out of the discussion as far as BET is concerned. Mackie Samuel says you were so right. And it was Sheila Johnson who manually typed up the initial business plan for BET. So Sheila Johnson just released her uh, memoir not too long ago. Heard great things about it. So definitely, if you want to get into her story, check that out. Isn't it's it something Audible? to get into. Um, I'm sure it might be on Audible. I like Audible, too. I appreciate that because I can do other things than when I listen to and get my books in. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, work out. And when I go to sleep and then you wake up like, what did that? What? You go to sleep to those type of books? I go to sleep to things like The Four Agreement and stuff like that. Not regular Some, yeah, books. Yeah, um, I remember. I always listen to people. I love stories. So... Um. Yeah, Robin Crawford. When I I listened to that book on Audible okay. before I went to sleep because I was you know busy at that time. Oh yeah, it was it was deep. I cried. Did you? Oh yeah. You teared up several times. Okay. So well, on to Byron Allen. He announced oh, him again yesterday that he has emailed executives, the executive board for Paramount Global. And he made the offer for $3.5 billion for BET Media Group. And that includes the BET Proper, VH1, BET Studios, the BET Plus streaming service, and there is what BET Centric, the other channel, it's various other properties. $3.5 billion for all that? Mm-hmm. 
And that is up almost a full billion from his original bid of oh, is 2. It? 2.7 that he offered earlier in 2023. Gonna, that, that see that in my mind 2.7 billion is a low ball number and 3.5 billion is a low ball number. For all that, 5 billion dollars. 5 billion is straight up. Quite a bit. 5 billion. What's up? Well, I just bought your book Sheila Johnson girl. <laughs> so well we will see like i said it's up quite a bit the original bid was 2.7 so he came up to 3.5 remember tyler perry said that he felt that they were trying to overcharge basically for the property and that they were trying to you know that's a make lot up for their debt because you got to think about all them channels like okay let's just say on vh1 alone that's two billion dollars alone because vh1 got original programming that you can rerun and resell so there's well, value some, in here's that. the thing some of that programming though will not make its way over some of that programming will stay under the mtv umbrella for example love and hip-hop atlanta no longer on VH1. It airs on MTV2 now. I was talking about pop-up video. No, I know, and those type of <laughs> things. But here's the thing, with even with pop-up video, you can't really air those because of the music rights. Yeah. And so, you know, some of that stuff um, may hold value, some may not, depending upon how they want to utilize it. Like, I look at before um, HBO and Warner Brothers Discovery merged, a lot of the older programming was scrubbed from HBO Max, right? So none of the cat house shows, real sex, taxi cab confessions. Oh, wow. Taxi cab confessions was one of my favorites. They don't exist shows. no more. Mm -mm. They wiped the shows out wow. of there. And I mean, you may be able to find some episodes on YouTube or something like that, but you can't stream You got to buy the box set on VHS. If you could find it. On Amazon. I mean, on resale. what are you going to play it on? Do you still have a, D a DVR? I do. A VHS? I, 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 I do have a VHS. I, it's so funny. I have a Laserdisc, a Betamax, and a VHS. A Betamax? They stopped making Betamaxes in 83. They and like, That's how long we've had it in my family, since Listen, the 80s. I heard that. It still works, Get too. Get rid of nothing. Okay. Well, so my thing with Byron, right? We're still on him. Well, kind of. We're on the merger <laughs> thing. You rap with that. You're good with that. I mean, come on, Byron. I I like. I told you I like Byron Allen in my mind. I do. I respect him, yeah. and I, I know that he has good intents, but I just I don't know. People don't. You know what? People creatively, don't creatively. I don't know. Yes, and I know what the, I know what the I know what the conversation is about Byron Allen and what the the black folk they don't trust him with BT because he's not. They don't know his stance on things. I'll just say that. Um, Pretty Brown Mimi says, what about Paramount's debt? Will Byron pay that? Well, he wouldn't be buying Paramount. He would be buying BET, which the sale of which, I'm sure in some form or fashion, For a sure. portion of which, would go to pay off that debt. Brother Alfonso says, I don't think the powers that be want BET black in 100% ownership again. Who are the powers that be and why would they care? I mean, seriously, I know that we say that and we talk a great deal about that, but if they don't think at the scale it's at now where they have control of BET, right, it is bringing them the value that they perceive needs to come from it, right? Why do they care what you go and do with it? They think of it as niche anyway. 
I understand like the idea when you say something like that, but sometimes I'm thinking of it from a business perspective and what does this existing product do to inhibit them or what does it enhance in their current model? If it was strongly doing either, they would hold on to it. Yeah. You know? Now, creatively, what it can become, and I know people are just haters and we talk about things like that, but we also just mentioned the debt, the idea that realistically, the some of these studios and networks and streaming corporations, they're going to have to come together and merge and strongest the survival of the fittest, the strongest of the you know group is who will win and who will bear out because the system can't support all of these different options, right? True. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, Urban Spinster got you back. She says, I have a DVD VCR combo and can't figure out how to play the VHS side on the flat screen. RCA to HDMI cable. Okay. Is that what it is? Because yeah. I don't know. I still have a DVR and, I mean, not a DVR, a DVD player and a, a, I think the VHS DVD combo thing, but mm -hmm. I don't know how to hook it up. It's just there in a box. Yeah, as long as it works, it can always um, be converted. You can always watch. You'd be surprised to come over and help you plug it up. I heard that. Get it going. But I started sending my stuff out to be converted. So, like, I got some of my old VHS tapes converted you, to digital. What you um? What service did you use? Um, it's called like Legacy or something. I, I'll send you the name of I it. I didn't see, and, and the reason I have tons of VHS and stuff, and I'm going to sit down and eventually convert because I have all the the tools at home. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't trust sending my tapes out to somebody. It's like, who are you watching this, and what are y'all going to be looking at? I don't need you looking at my per my personal private it stuff. It was interesting. It did some of it did start to degrade. So like the yeah. quality and stuff, I was like, oh sadness. Yeah, and but, so interesting because if it sits in a box for a long time i thought it was just safe but mm -hmm. like you, the elements of weather and, and temper and dust and yeah, everything it starts to, yeah it changes everything so sometimes like it was goose eggs on there thomas outlaw says like sports franchises could byron allen do a collab with a few other investors or ownership group and take up a black owned collective he could but i don't think he has interest in that i was gonna say i don't think he trusts nobody like that i think that he will take ownership of it and maybe he'll hire different creatives to continue to flesh out maybe he will keep the people that are there on you know, he obviously has the Griot Network, which has some programming mm -hmm. on it and some shows that are produced um, for it. So I'm sure you there know, are other people that are involved in the um, I believe deal. in Byron Allen. I would like for him to purchase it because it's, it's, a, it's a different departure from what we expect to know. And I think that uh, we need something different. We do need something different. I just still, I would People like People don't think to that it's him that's going to offer the difference, but I think that we will be surprised about what he pulls out of his hat and out of his bag. Perhaps I just creatively what I've seen as far as like the original programming. Yeah. I mean, he was probably doing all that himself. I think we people should give him a chance. DJ Black 909 says, wouldn't it be amazing if Urban One, the largest black media conglomerate who also owns TV One, Clio TV, put in a bid to buy BET? It could be. Hmm. I will they again, sell it to them though? Will they want a that that might be too black? They might get scared of that. I don't know if mm -hmm. that would be my favorite either. No, because it's, it's it's very because it, it, and this is no slight to TV One. Um, I think 
it's a little antiquated. It could use a refresher. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, G Killer says they don't want the real truth to be broadcast to the masses, especially in today's social political dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what I that's that was cold for us gonna be too black. <laughs> too, <laughs> too much black too too, too much information going on I, too too see, uplift. Here's my thing for you with that though, right? We have all of these things that are in existence now that are very black that granted are not on the level of BET, but BET is still very black. It is the symbol in culture in a lot of ways for what is culture, at least as far as televised, right? The BET Awards is the top, one of the top cable shows of the year consistently, year over year. We have these streaming networks. So I don't know if it's so much we don't want it out there. I think that that is a misnomer. I think sometimes we have to come to terms with we don't always want to see or we don't always value as much the things that we, that are food for us, that are nutrients for us, as we do some of the foolishness. And our views show that up by what we support sometimes. People don't know what they want until you put it in front of them. You know, so we will see. When we come forward, we'll get into more trending topics and headlines. You were locked in to RSVP mm-hmm. with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Of course, we've been having a conversation about black ownership, what that means, what that looks like, how we can achieve it in a greater, broader capacity. Yeah. You know, I was making my dramatic pauses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, Andy? That's what the people want uh, Byron Allen to do is to go sit in the back of the bus but um what do you mean you think so you think that- oh andy said it right because black people don't trust byron allen they don't think that he's black enough i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i mean people have their reasons yeah you know they what I'm do that's probably one of them but you know just i think uh obviously a black man owning or a black woman a black person mm-hmm owning you know any type of network for that matter i can just see how you know the powers that be the masses whoever they is Mm -hmm. you know wouldn't be happy to see that so i can see how they're probably you know uh, throwing byron allen some some hurdles but my question is Mm -hmm. if not byron allen then who then who i mean listen there was a lot of different versions of people that's why i'm a proponent for him because who else is going to do it we've seen what everyone else is what everyone else has done not necessarily we see, we know Tyler was one of the things we saw that we don't know, and you may disagree, but we don't know what the group of fifty Shaq and I can't remember who the other individual might have put together. I know it seems odd. Here's the thing: we know fifties murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. However, he does know the successful components of a show, and you got to branch out. He's opened a studio, right? We know that Shaq has been heavily involved in some things. I'm not saying that they're necessarily the answer, right? I just have questions. I'm going, here's the thing too, beyond that, you know, I'm Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody black. So it doesn't matter. You know, it's not like if Byron Allen did it, I would be like shunning it or like we shouldn't. But you know, a lot of people would. And I just got 
posed in the chat, like, what did I mean by he's not black enough? I didn't say that. I said that he was a proponent, but I know what black people think because I know how black people are. Black people need to know where you stand on certain issues that pertain to black people. And because they don't know that about Byron Allen, because he hasn't particularly made a stance outside of him owning the griot, they don't know what to do with him or where he stands. So therefore, they don't trust him. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that goes to as well. He has made certain statements and in interviews that if you've listened you know, might cause some people to have pause. Yes, yes. You know, and it just depends on your perspective about what he is saying, right? It's yeah. Not that he's wrong per se, but it is an interesting take. position yes. to take, right? And, um, you and, know. And black people find cause with that. And it's like if, you know, if you don't stand firm one way and not kind of broad, black people have a problem with that they want you to be a, a singular particular way that they can relate to right and so if you're outside of that then they question they question your it and yes so, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything per se because what is black you know we have this conversation all the time but there's this certain thing it's just like if we don't there's certain earmarks yes, that people think correct that, well i know that you're going to understand my point of view yes and you're going to be a, a and they feel safe me. and comfortable with that exactly yes so i mean I, I can't that's what say I meant that by I that, don't Kendi. understand. I didn't mean it. that's what I meant. I hope that, expl <laughs> um, hope that explains it. Pretty Brown Mimi says, When did black content just morph into reality TV, Real Housewives, Love and Hip Hop? I think that that is when falsehood. Start, when we start watching it. I mean, that is part of it. I think yeah. that it is a falsehood, though, that that is black content because there's so many. I just mentioned Issa Rae and Insecure. We just talked about blackish. There's so much black content around, but you have to vote with your views. You Correct. have to be as supportive of the black content that you claim you want to see, the different stories, the different things that are highlighted, as you are as being aware of, even if you're shunning the reality portion of that, because there is quality black content that is being made and being put out. And it's not even that you have to work as hard as you did back in the day. It's available. Andy? I was just going to say the whole reality thing, that's all across the board. It's not just black. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You got Facts. your Kardashians, you have your, what is that, the Jersey Shores and all them type of stuff. So that's reality TV all across the board. I agree with that. And here's the thing, too. That is a business move. It's not personal, right? right? Some of these reality shows that have predominantly white casts or others are just as ratchet and low down Baby. as ours are. <laughs> Listen, the type of things that go on, you will be clutching your pearls, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Traditionally, reality TV has been cheaper to produce than scripted programming. So that is why you see all of the formats go utilizing that. That is why you saw the explosion of that in the late 2000, you know, from 2005 on up until recently. That's why you saw more of that during those months when we were on strike. But the problem is now those shows are becoming just as expensive to produce as some of the scripted programming. So we'll mm -hmm. see if there's a change soon come. Andy. Shout out to Diddy. Um, Revolt. Revolt has some great programming that's not ratchet. That's very uh, inspirational, informational. Earn Your Leisure is hosted there. Yeah. I don't know if people are tapped in with 19 Keys. 19 Keys is on there. So, you know, shout out to Revolt. But, you know, Here, not, see, not a lot of people thing. are watching that. Revolt, the same deal that allowed Diddy to purchase Revolt 
the same agreement, the diversity thing, is the same one that allowed Byron Allen to get, what is it, PetTV.com and Weather and some of those other things. So you got to support the things that you say that you want. Like that is the bottom line. And we don't always do that. We don't always put value into things that are created by us. We sometimes value things that are created for us in spaces that were predominantly white or other. That's just cold hard facts. The numbers support that, right? But we can change that and we can make adjustments. You always vote with your views, with your support things. Um, G Killer says, I remember BA on Real People as a kid back in the day. He certainly was one of the three co-hosts. Um, He's a billionaire because he was strategic. It started off with syndicated programming back, I think it was Entertainers or Entertainment with Byron Allen. He used to come on at late two at night. In the morning. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And he would buy I that, that space show. up. I loved it too. So, I mean, you know, he did his thing. That's why I want to give him a chance just for that show alone. Like, he, I believe that he has a potential to, to create good content. I just think that um, people want him to be something that he's not. Um, Urban Spencer says, I would watch raps stuff rap ish if i had hbo but not adding another thing rap ish season two was really good it was really good it is you know obviously made for by women made by black women it's not just for black women but you know it tells another side of the story it's a really good show if you want to check it out um shout out to fatal attraction and unsung on tv one and little known fact unsung originally started out under a different name at what? BET. Because mm-hmm. that's how it goes. What was the name of the show before Unsung? Um, God, what was it called? What was it called? Uh, I'm blank. We had the American Gangster Show, which focused on, you know, the biographies of the gangsters. So what they were going to do is they were going to turn it into a series about the record company's Death Row, Bad Boy, No Limit, a couple of others. Some of the I ones from that. the 70s. Motown, obviously. But it just never came to fruition. There was a change in the... Um, in the executive heads and you know when things change projects change and they die and things of that nature when we come forward we'll get into more trending topics more headlines you're locked into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 1580. 1580. you were locked into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 so listen um we'll have to see what happens certainly will be interesting to watch you know, Paramount had actually taken BET off the market and was going to opt to stand firm with what they had. So with this new offer coming back in, we'll see what it kicks off, what, you know, what happens with it and where we go from here. And also what happens with the potential merger of Paramount and BET. I think, who was it in the chat? DJ Black 909 asked, what is rap's ish rap ish is a tv comedy series it's available on max produced by Issa ray she does not star in it it is loosely based on the city girls and their rise to fame it has mostly newcomers in the cast season one was a a vibe you kind of had to be patient and like get into it it was kind of social media heavy they went with a different sort of look and feel for it in season two 
the girls are actually going on tour in season two. So a different change of pace, remove some of the social media heavy aspects that might have been a turnoff for some people. Um, so it's a good show. You should check it out. I haven't seen it. You should check it out. I, I enjoy it. I have not finished up season two yet because um, I saw some. I did a junket for it with the director few months back but I, I like to sometimes it's a show I like to binge watch so I think what I will do is go back and do season one again up to season two it's not that many episodes I think there's only maybe like 10 or something like that yeah 10 or less <laughs> oh, okay so in each season she, well she sticks to her a, a, a certain style she always does like 10 episodes in a season or something like that so we'll have to see what happens you know it was in danger of season two happening at all because of the merger with warner discovery so we'll have to see if it lives to see season three but there's some original songs in it you know i always talk about seduce and scheme when we're talking mm -hmm. about our scammers that's mm -hmm. one of the original songs from that so um yeah check it out if you have time it's Maybe I'll watch, watch it over Christmas holiday. I, I enjoyed it. So let me give you this update. You know, Jamel Char Charlo, former WBC light middleweight champion. He has been arrested in Texas for allegedly beating up a female family member and allegedly bragging about it in some leaked audio. So this is according to the Daily Mail. Details about this arrest are a little fuzzy right now, but he was booked in Texas on charges of assault causing bodily harm. And following the news of the assault, audio of him bragging about hitting a woman was leaked on Twitter. And it's kind of intense. He talks about the woman acting like she's tough, but he hit her in her eye, giving her a black eye. And he said that she called the police on him like a regular woman. Don't know really what that means. He said, I hit that B like this. And there's a sound effect. In the eye, socked her in the eye. Big swole purple thing, can't even open. She called the cops on me like a woman, like a regular woman. He's been released on bail and is currently awaiting trial. So, um, you know. Love and light to the situation. Hopefully, maybe there's a misunderstanding in there and that he didn't act as such. And we will wait for further news to get into that. So, you know, I was just talking about seduce and scheme, right? Seduce and scheme. Mm -hmm. eh, eh. I don't know the rest of the words, but... Uh, it's nothing I want to be a part of. Uh, me either, but if you're in Atlanta, home of the scammers... Sometimes I'm just joking, guys. Don't take that too seriously. However, an Atlanta attorney has been locked up because she was found guilty. Who, Phaedra? Not Phaedra. Of a $7 million PPP scam. She reportedly used the funds to buy things like a Rolls Royce and jewelry, right? So she wrapped the Rolls Royce in pink, pink mat. Okay. So like Barbie pink. She bought a motorcycle, a 10 carat diamond ring, and other things. She exaggerated the number of employees that she had working for her business, but she blamed it on the faulty PPP loan application. She, her lawyer pled guilty in a separate 
situation. So it, it was a whole... A whole situation. Mm-hmm. A scam. So she was found guilty on three counts of wire fraud and a single count of money excuse me, a single count of money laundering and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So her sentencing is set to take place April 11th, 2024. Wire fraud. So that means that she sent some money off to Vanatu. Maybe. Or the Caymans. I don't know. It's a lot going on here. I mean, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. slow down. So listen, there is another, I didn't get into this, and I apologize. One of the other potential buyers for the BET Media Group includes the CEO of BET, Scott Mills. He's been at BET for 26 years. I worked with Scott while I was at BET. Um, He worked his way up through the company. And he has a company, um, he excuse me, he is teaming up with an executive at a private equity firm, a part of Blackstone. We know who Blackstone is, right? It's one of the big, what, you're looking at like that, you know. Is this guy related to Tiffany Mills, our friend? No, he's not. No, he's not. Mm -mm. Not at all. But, um, but she was there. We were all over there together. I he love he Tiffany was an executive Mills. at the time. Shout out to those Hamilton High Yankees too yes. in the building. Um, he's an executive who runs CC Capital Partners. So they have discussed it, but the price tag they wanted was under two billion for it. So I don't know. It's a lot of interesting things out there. You know, Byron's email to Paramount allegedly said, you are pursuing an inside sale at the below market price with management that will not yield the highest price for the stockholders. We believe it would be an egregious breach of fiduciary duty by the Paramount Global Management Team and Board of Directors if BET is sold for anything less than the highest price, particularly in order to provide a sweetheart deal to an insider at the expense of public shareholders. So he's like, put it on the glass. Y'all trying to do this at a deal because Scott has been there running it. There were talks at one point in time. He was going to team up, I believe, with Kenya Barris and Showtime was going to have some arm of like BET Black. Showtime Don't as exist. a brand. Yeah, as a brand. They, but that is why they made the decision. They made the decision to move away because a lot of moving parts are changing and the whole structure of the company is moving around so byron allen is basically like i see y'all trying to give him a deal i'm trying to pay top dollar how can you tell me no so he's trying to strong arm them Mm. into the deal i like it i I, I like his antics they're very um hmm you know what i'll call them they're very golf course we, we will see what happens, you know. Um, so it would expand Byron's media empire, obviously a great deal, Allen Media Group. So it encompasses entertainment studios. He founded that 30 years ago. That's obviously what the Entertainers TV show was based off of and out of. He owns 12 cable networks, the Weather Channel, JusticeCentral.tv, Cars.tv, and Pets.tv, a theatrical movie distribution company, a stable of 28 broadcast stations, 
affiliated with the big four broadcast networks. Allen Media Group also produces, distributes, and sells advertising for 73 TV shows. It is one of the largest independent producers, distributors of first-run syndicated TV programming for broadcast stations. And the company has nearly 2,300 employees. That's where that money comes from, that advertising. That is where that money yeah, comes from. That's Listen, big dough, big dough. The weather channel. When we come forward, we're going to get into Keefe D. He says his Tupac confession was for entertainment. Also, don't forget that we have an interview coming up with Dr. Simone from Mary to Medicine My season Pisces 10. Sister. So, we're going to get into all of that and more on the other side. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports on the other side.